We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, we have a jam-packed show for you today. A lot going on. Hunter Biden up on Capitol Hill. And what a mess that is honestly what they should have done uh jim jordan and james comer they should have called out the capitol police and taken hunter biden into custody a hunter biden holding this press conference out there on the steps of the capitol refusing to be deposed and uh, we're going to get into that story and in just a little while also a very important thing and and we need you guys every now and again i ask i ask you guys to do some homework but we need you to do something during the show today. We need you to call your elected member of Congress, and you need to let them know that you want them opposed to the National Defense Authorization Act. As it now stands, Republican leadership is playing hardball, I guess. Maybe not playing hardball. They're, they're giving in to the Democrats on every single issue that's important to to you, uh, from funding abortions, transgender surgeries, diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, and even drag shows. The Republican leadership has signed off on all of this, and so we need you to call your elected member of Congress and say, vote no, we don't want to be funding that nonsense. And then I want you to call us and let us know what your elected leaders have to say about that. So uh, wherever you are across the country, folks, this is all hands on deck. Our telephone number, by the way, is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Now, earlier today, I had a chance to sit down and have a conversation with former President uh, Donald Trump. Uh, ben Dieter, you were uh, you were in the room when all of this went down, and they said, we, we can give you, what, 12 minutes? But then it went on for like 22 minutes. And it wasn't your fault, Todd. I mean, you're a talker, but you did zero talking. It was all the president. It was, it was, I think people are going to be impressed with this conversation because it really is a conversation. And the president was in a very good mood. I thought we covered a lot of ground. You're going to hear him talk about a lot of things, including this attack from Ron DeSantis. Uh, last night and guys i for i may have my i didn't get my cut sheet here um i i left it somewhere but anyway uh do we have the ron desantis uh jake tamper audio from last night by any chance 
Yes. All right. Let's yes. let's listen. I, I want you to hear this because I asked the president to respond to this allegation. Uh, let's take a listen to what happened last night. Should that display be allowed in the Capitol? So it's interesting. I, I, I heard this and then I was like, well, how did it get there? Is that even a religion? And lo and behold, the Trump administration gave them approval to be under the IRS as a religion. So that gave them the legal ability to potentially do it. So I don't know what the legislature, what they have, they analyzed it, but it very well may be because of that ruling under Donald Trump that they may have had a legal leg to stand up. My view would be that's that's not a religion that the founding fathers were trying to create. Um, but I do think that IRS ruling, uh, I was really surprised to see that they did that. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line and say a Merry Christmas and hello to our good friend, President Trump. Mr. President, I hope you're doing well this morning. Well, I am, and it's great to be back with you. We've, You and I have had numerous conversations since uh, about 2016, maybe a little before that, actually. And uh, you're doing great, and I appreciate it. Mr. President, uh, last night, uh, Ron DeSantis had a town hall with CNN, Jake Tapper. Uh, Jake Tapper called him Rod, um, which I'm sure was unfortunate. But you were brought up, and uh, there's been a big controversy in Iowa right now. The the governor and uh, the Republicans are allowing a satanic altar to be erected in the state capitol. And DeSantis is actually blaming you for all of that. I didn't know anything about it. I heard about it last night. Now, they can't blame me when I knew nothing about it. Now, I think the governor made a mistake. You know, the governor, I got her that position, as you probably heard, is well known. It's documented history. And I I took uh, the current governor at the time, Terry Branstad, uh, made him ambassador to China. She took as lieutenant governor, went in. So I did that. And then she was going to lose a race. And I went to town and I, I campaigned for her. And she won, and uh, then she said she was going to remain neutral. So I said, I don't like a person that remains neutral. I don't want anything to do with you. And that was the end of that, and she endorsed DeSantis, or as I call him, DeSanctimonious, because I got him in two, and then he ran. And uh, he's gone nowhere. But, I, yeah, somebody said that they were going to blame me for a satanic something. And uh, that's not my deal in life, I will tell you. I think you know that pretty well, Todd. Yeah, I, I I mean, when you look at your record as president, you are one of the strongest defenders of religious liberty we have had in the, in that White House. Uh, and it's pretty yep. outrageous when you see Governor Reynolds, who can't even come out and say, you know what, that, that altar needs to go. It has no business being anywhere near our capital. Well, she could have made, uh, you know, some of her people, maybe it was a mistake. Maybe it was a wise guy doing it. You know, you don't know. You never know in politics. One thing, you never know too much in politics, but you have to find out. But I, I think it's a rather bad mistake, to be honest. I think it's a very foolish and stupid mistake. But, uh, no, I didn't hear they blaming me on that. But why not? They blame me. Everybody blames me for everything. For everything. We're leading in the polls by 50 and 60 points. And we're doing great in Iowa, a special place. It is a special place. And don't forget, I got the farmers $28 billion. That's why I always said, I can't lose Iowa. I got the farmer 2020. You know, the farmers split up $28 billion among the various farmers in the country. And Iowa is the biggest participant in that, of course. And uh, nobody else could have done that. And that money came from China. How would you like to say, I'm going to give you money from China? How about telling China that? But they did it. And uh, the farmers uh, got rich and they got jobs and they uh, kept producing like because there's no people like our great farmers. And so, you know, we did that. 
Uh, as you know, Ron DeSantis took uh, Social Security and he wanted to obliterate it. He wanted to hurt Medicare. That stuff will happen. We're going to get our money. We're going to get our money from under our feet because we have liquid gold. You also have liquid gold, but it's not as liquid in corn. You know, you have a lot of corn and that's your gold. But we have liquid gold, meaning oil and gas under our feet more than Saudi Arabia, more than anybody. And we're going to use that and make a lot of money. We don't have to toy around with Social Security and all of this nonsense that a guy like DeSantis wants to do or Nikki Haley wants to do, I just heard, which is rather shocking. You know, I I looked at, at your the four years, and uh, you were kind enough to write the write the intro to my new book coming out in March. And you, looking That's back right. on your presidency, it was one of the one of the best and most effective and most important, I believe, in modern American history. So why why do you want to do it again? You could you could call it a day and enjoy playing golf for the rest of your life. Why do you want to do this again? Well, and I wouldn't have been indicted over nonsense, over fighting for an election. And by the way, I have to point this out. Rasmussen yesterday came out with a poll. I think it's the most important poll in 10 years. They said that 20% of the mail-in ballots, which people like you and me know anyway, because it's common sense, 20% of the mail-in ballots were rigged. And this was something that's amazing. It was an amazing poll, and it came out of nowhere. And they're very respected. You know, Rasmussen's a very respected group. And I don't know if it gets picked up because, the, you know, fake news doesn't like picking things like that up. But the mail-in ballots are rigged. Now, you know that's going to happen. You know, when you go to a good voter booth and the way they look at you and the ID and all of the different things that they want to do and that, you know, it'd be very hard. it's very hard to cheat. But when they send you a ballot and they go, the ballots go somewhere, they have no idea where they're going, although in some cases they do when they send them to the wrong place on purpose. But think of this. This poll came out with one of the most highly respected pollsters, and it said that 20%, literally 20% of the mail-in ballots in the 2020 election presidential were rigged. That's a hell of a poll. Now, does it get much press? Not too much, but I'm going to talk. I, I'm talking about it all the time. I think it's the most important poll because anytime you have mail-in ballots, you're going to have rigged elections. Just the way it works. It's uh, and you're right to to call it. I think the the American people get it, Mr. President. I, I think they do, and it, it's just incumbent upon everybody to get out and vote and engage in the process. Um, you know, here in Memphis, uh, Tennessee, where our show is based, my hometown. We have been decimated because of the the pro-criminal policies of the Democrats here. And when you look at what's happening in major cities around the nation where lawlessness is on the streets, uh, I'm curious, how how important is that going to be for you to address when, when you take the take back the White House? So that was the one thing in my administration. I let the governors do it because by law or something, standard or law, you sort of have to let the governors take their states and you know, and I understand that very well, and you're not supposed to get too involved in law and order within the state. That's up to the governors and the mayors and the people that run the cities, etc. And I'm going to be very involved because when I look at Chicago and when I look at New York and when I look at all these cities that are going to hell because of people, you know, they're, they're very tough on guys like uh, conservative people and religious people and others, they're very tough. They're very tough on me over nothing. What, I complained about an election, so I get indicted. I have four indictments. Al Capone, I think, was indicted once, and he was the greatest of all time in terms of being a criminal. And I got I have four indictments. Think of it. It's not even possible to believe. 
And these people have weaponized the Justice Department like nobody ever has. And, you know, that can come back to haunt them, by the way. You look at what's yeah. going on. That can come back to haunt them. It's a very dangerous thing that they're doing for our country. But just think of it. Uh, so what we're going to do, and I announced it the other night at the Young Republicans of New York, we're going to make a heavy play for New York. Normally, a Republican would not be able to win New York. I said, I think we can win New York because New York has gone to hell. You have hundreds of thousands of people living on the streets, living on Madison Avenue and Fifth Avenue. New York is like a different place, and it has to change. So we're going to be very involved. And we're going to start off by saying uh, we are going to indemnify police officers from, li officers from liability, where they go out and they actually sue individual police officers because they captured somebody, but maybe they didn't do it in a nice manner or whatever. We're going to indemnify police officers, the federal government. We're going to indemnify local precincts, and we may indemnify the state depending on the attitude of the governor because we want police officers. To, we love the police officers. But, you know, today they arrest somebody, and if they're a little bit tougher than they should be or they have to be tough, they end up getting arrested or they end up losing their wife, their family, their home, their children, they, their pension. They lose everything. We are going to the federal government, never been even thought of before. Nobody's ever even discussed it that I know of. We are going to indemnify and strongly indemnify police officers from liability so that they can do their job. I think this is a great thing. And I saw the speech. I, I was so encouraged by the numbers of Republicans now in, in New York. You know, when I lived in Brooklyn, when I was working at Fox, lived in downtown Brooklyn, Mr. President, when you go back and look at the, the voting, the votes, I, I I was the one guy who voted for you in downtown Brooklyn. You can see my little oh, dot there. Funny. It's but but now that's look funny. at look at what happened with the the numbers coming out. Breitbart had a new poll out yesterday showing that your support among Black Americans seventeen percent currently support you. Twenty percent say they would vote for someone else. And then you have people like in Chicago's uh, South Side who are openly rebelling because they've realized what the America last policies of the Democrats literally look like when they're bringing the illegals in. Well, the America last policy is a disaster for our country. We're about America first. And we're, we're putting ourselves way above any other country. And you know what? If, if we take everything and, and fix our country, we'll help others. But we have to help our own. We have a failing nation. Our nation is failing. It's never been like this. We're not respected. Our president is a joke. He's the most he's the most incompetent president in history. And he's the worst president. And he's the most corrupt president. Look at all this stuff. I mean, this is real corruption. This isn't, you know, me protesting a crooked election. That was crooked. It's very easy. It was the most crooked election anybody can ever remember. I don't know. Maybe in the old days. I don't know. But probably not. Because this, there's never been an election like this. But... Think of it. We have the most corrupt president and the most incompetent president all wrapped up in one in Joe Biden. He's horrible. He's not respected. Putin laughs at him. President Xi of China laughs at him. Kim Jong-un of North Korea with lots of missiles laughs at him. It's I don't believe he makes it to the starting gate, to be honest. And I'm sorry. You know, I was on Sean Hannity. A week ago, he did a town hall, which was a great town hall, actually. And the first time I said it, I said, I don't think he makes it. I watch him. He he can't put two sentences together. He can't find the exit to a stage. You know, you got a lot of stairs up there. I'm up there a lot on those stages. And you get usually three, four sets of stairs. And, you know, he can't find his way off the stage. And this is the man that's responsible for 
nuclear weapons and for uh, us with, you know, we have serious danger. We have countries that really don't respect us, don't like us, and they have nuclear capability. And we have a man with a low IQ. He's a low IQ individual. And this is a man that's our president. All right. Your call's coming up, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. More of our exclusive interview with President Trump coming up. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or ship to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304 and start investing today. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us on the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Coming up, part two of our exclusive interview with President Trump, and he has a lot to say about Megyn Kelly, and uh, we're going to play some of that audio coming up in in just a few moments. We're also going to be taking your calls. Does it sound like Trump, it sounds like he's not only in a great mood, he's just, you know, they're saying, and of course, Megyn Kelly was saying, well, he's lost a step or two. Does it sound to you like this president has lost a step or two? 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. Uh, we also asked the president about his family, and and also uh, the vice presidential running mate. A lot of talk about Tucker, Dr. Ben Carson, and uh, we'll, we asked the president about that, and you will hear his response. So I, I get out of the get out of the studio yesterday, and I'm uh, checking the mail. I, I got the mail. Uh, there was a stack of, of letters, and I noticed one was a little bulky, and it was uh, from all, all places the the White House. And I was very surprised when I opened up the letter, and uh, it was the Christmas card from. From Joe and Mrs. Dr. First Lady, I get, they sent me a Christmas card, which is very kind. They didn't have to do that. I'm surprised they did. But it was one of these pop-up cards. That was a little off-putting. You never want to have anything pop up from Joe Biden. I'm just saying. It was a little weird. Anyway, I posted pictures of this on our Instagram page. And you guys, with the comments... Um, people said, Todd, uh, fire, fireplace fuel, garbage can. No, it's from the president. You can't throw the garbage can. Um, oh, this is interesting. Brylan Hollyhand, who's our, it's our, um, our regular, uh, one of our young Republicans said, did you check it for cocaine? <laughs> 
You know, I did think about that. It just seemed there was something a little grainy in the envelope, and I, I, I didn't want to go there. I, I did not want to go there. Although I am going to TSA a little bit later on this afternoon, so if there's any residue, we'll find out lickety split what it is. All right, got to take a break here, folks. Hang tight. We're getting to your calls. 901-260-5926. You can weigh in on the Trump interview. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing Amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to mypello.com slash starns. That's mypello.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size mypello for $19.98 or call 1 800 839 8506. The offer comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. That's mypello.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns or call 800 839 8506. Promo code starns. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Uh, This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. We're going to be airing part two of our interview with President Trump in just a moment. I do want to invite all of our North Carolina uh, listeners. I'm going to be on the road uh, catching a flight right after the show today. I'll be speaking tomorrow in Columbus, North Carolina at Polk County High School at 6 o'clock tomorrow night, part of the Bold and Courageous Tour uh, sponsored by our friends at the North Carolina Faith and Freedom Coalition. So uh, if you would like information on attending, go to ncfaithandfreedom.com. Looking forward to meeting a lot of our great listeners. Great lineup of speakers and uh, very excited to be a part of that event tomorrow night in Columbus, North Carolina. All right, real quick, let's go to the phone lines. Before we go back to the interview with President Trump, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Joe Listening to us on WSJS, our great affiliate out in those parts. Hi, Joe. What's on your mind? Todd, good afternoon. I just wanted to call and congratulate you on a wonderful interview with President Donald John Trump. And I also wanted to say I was on the fence just several months ago and started listening to your show about voting for him. And I tell you what, Todd. You've been steadfast with him all the way, and I tell you what, I'm back on with Donald Trump getting my vote as the next president of the United States, and I want to just thank you for continuing to give me all the information that you give me each and every day on your show. Well, Joe, I appreciate those kind words, and I'm glad you're back on board the Trump train, and it's easy to get off. I get it. There's just so much coming at this president, not only from the media and the Democrats, but even members of his own party, uh, including some of the conservatives out there. But the way I see it, the guy deserves a a second chance, and uh, he delivered on all the promises that he made to me uh, back in the uh, presidential election, and by me, not me personally, but uh, as a a, um, a member of the party. 
I think he's done a good job. So, Joe, thank you for those kind words, and and give us a call back one of these days. 901-260-5926. 901-260-5926. Now back to our interview, part two, uh, that we did this morning with President Trump. Megan Kelly came out the other day. Can we play this audio? Because I'd like for you to respond to this. I, I think it's insane. But let's take a listen to Megan Kelly. Do you think that Donald Trump has faded from where he was in 2020? Yeah, I do. Huh. I mean, I take him over Joe Biden any day of the week. Joe yeah, Biden, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to you know, fill out this term, never mind a second. But there's no question Trump has lost a step, or multiple steps. All right. Mr. He, President, how do you respond to, to Megyn Kelly there? I think she's a disgrace. She has a third-rate podcast who, you know, and everyone is telling me how positive she was. She was always negative for me. She's the one that asked the big question, you know, the Rosie O'Donnell question uh, at the debate. She was a big uh, star, even though she shouldn't have been. Uh, she ended up failing at NBC. Then she opens a podcast. And she did for two years, nothing but positive. And I kept saying, I don't believe that she's positive. I never listened to a podcast. Uh, then I did an interview, and it was, it was a certain hostility in the, the interview. Now, I tell you what, if I lost this step, I would know it. And I would know it faster than anybody. You know, I just took a test, a cognitive test, right? A test on uh, my uh, capability. And Dr. I, I took one originally with Ronnie Jackson, and I aced it. I took another one recently, and I aced it. I'll let you know. And you know what? You will know just by our conversations. You're going to know maybe before me. Please let me know because you know what? If that happens, you shouldn't be running. Uh, uh, She's just upset that I don't do interviews with her. I wouldn't do it. I'm doing an interview with you. You've been a friend of mine indirectly. When I say a friend, too, I mean you're a friend of America. You 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 want to hear me and you want to hear others also. But you've done a great job. And Megyn Kelly, I've never been a fan of. And I was so surprised to hear that her podcast is very positive toward me, but I never believed it because I couldn't stand her when she was on Fox. Mm. I mean, she was the enemy as far as I was concerned. And Fox better shape up too because they're losing a lot of uh, they're losing a lot of traction. Fox has got to shape up. But Megyn Kelly's bad news always was. I won't do interviews with her. I did an interview. I didn't like the interview. It was a snarky interview. And I said, good. I was glad because I found out that, you know, the ma- what happens is when you start off some way, like if you start off like she did at Fox, you're never going to really be a Trump person. I hit her so hard. And now I don't hit her at all because she's not, no longer relevant. But uh, I hope that people aren't listening to her show because they like Trump, because she's never going to be good for Trump. One uh, final question. Failed. I mean, she's she's gone from. She's gone from being in the broadcasting business to having a podcast or whatever show she has, but she's not on our side. Well, one final question, Mr. President. We appreciate your, your time this morning. Um, Vice President, do you have a list? Have you put together a list of possible running mates? Well, I, I do have a lot of people that are good. We have a lot of great people in the Republican Party. I don't want to mention names, obviously, now. Uh, you know, the one thing about that is that there's never been a case where a vice president's really helped somebody get that position, the top position. Uh, Good to have and probably can hurt somebody, but there's never been a position that I can think of that uh, where it helped. So I do have a list. I have a good list, I think, a really good list, but it's too early. I want to get it first. I don't want to give myself that maloiki. I don't want to give myself the the bad luck stuff with talking too soon. I want to win first. We have a huge lead. We're leading by 50 and 60 points everywhere. 
I mean, we have a, a poll that just came out, morning consult of every state. And if I'm leading by 35 or 40 points in some of these states, I'm doing badly. In California, I think I'm leading by 70 points and various other states, you know, within the Republican Party for the nomination. Uh, doing great in Georgia, doing great in New Hampshire, doing great in South Carolina and Nevada, which are the first ones. And, uh, you know, we're really doing great. It's It's incredible. And I'm looking so forward to... Iowa. I love Iowa. I've done so much for ethanol. I saved ethanol. Ethanol was gone. You know that. And not only saved it, I got, you know, I got year round. It was eight months. I got year round. I did a lot of things. And uh, I think the people of Iowa know that very well. And the big thing, I, I really believe the biggest thing that anybody could have ever done. Think of that. $28 billion from China. What are the presidents even going to ask? Nobody would ask for because China has treated our farm belt, our farmers, so badly, so badly for so many years. And the damage, I figured, was 28. I asked our Secretary of Agriculture to come up with a number. He said, sir, it's about $28 billion in damage. I said, I'm mm -hmm. getting that money back. And I told him, go out and buy more land and bigger tractors. You know, So I don't see how I lose in Iowa. <laughs> but, you know, Nikki Iran didn't do anything for them. And uh, actually, they're hostile toward farmers. And I'm the exact opposite. I respect the farmers. I know how hard they work, and they're incredible people. Right. We're going to leave it. I know you're busy, Mr. President. And by the way, is the family doing well? Mrs. Trump doing well? The, the family doing good? They're really doing well. Well, I'm under siege, but I like yes. being under siege because, <laughs> you know, what, the reason I'm under siege is that I'm leading in the polls by so much. It's just a – this is an attack on a political opponent, and that's never happened before to this extent at least, but that's never happened before in this country. This is an attack by an incompetent president on his political opponent who's leading by a lot in the polls. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, that was the uh, the interview we did earlier today with President Trump. And I, I love it. Every time we talk to the guy, you know, it's normally like, all right, we'll give you a few minutes. And then it turns into, you know, 22 minutes in this case. And uh, Dieter, maybe we need to just let the president next time just fly down to Mar-a-Lago and we'll just let the president do the entire show. That would be fantastic. How about that? We put the Todd Starn show on the road, the Mar-a-Lago edition. I love it. And it'll just be a president. We'll give President Trump top billing. It's the Donald Trump show with Todd Starns. We just have to feed him his favorite snacks. What does he like? The Coke and cheeseburger? Oh, got to get the McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's and uh, maybe uh, some KFC. Just got to feel them. I love it. All right. Uh, we're going to be taking your calls. You heard President Trump there, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think? Megan Kelly says the guy is off is is off his steps. I I don't hear it. I I really don't. President had no idea what I was going to ask him, and uh, that's the way we we do these kinds of interviews. Uh, and it sounded to me like he's got it all together. Uh, let's go to Memphis, Tennessee. Tracy is listening to us on our flagship station, KWAM. Uh, Tracy, what what do you think about the president? Go, Todd, go. Go, Todd, go. Number one, Todd. I think y'all should call it the T -T Trump show. <laughs> the Trump show. Yeah, but um, he's he's articulate, you know. If he's nervous, you won't. You, you can't tell it. So he's uh, very vocal and articulate. Always been brave. That, you know, kind of reminds me of myself. But, yeah, he's uh, he's he's articulate, okay? And, and um I want you to just keep up the good work. I, I love to hear him talk because there's nothing boring about what he says. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, Tracy, 
if you watch Fox, you know, they love to interrupt all the time. And, and I'm just not like that. I want to be able to hear and respond. And it's sometimes you learn a whole lot when you just step back and let somebody talk, let somebody have their say. And uh, that's what we did with, with President Trump. Well, he takes the show. So, I, like I said, you know, you guys <laughs> yes. need to just P-O-D-T-R-U-M-P show to Trump show. To Trump. I love it. All right. To Tracy. Okay. All right. Thank you for calling. All Bye. right. There you go. Let's go to uh, Beaufort, North Carolina. Michelle wants to weigh in on Megan Kelly. Hey, Michelle, what you got for us? Hey, Todd. Um, I just wanted to say that I think that uh, Megan Kelly's problem is, is that she's trying to stay relevant and she knows in order for her to do that, she's got to hop on this trunk train, you know, of, of negative talk and bashing him. And, and um, you know, I kind of think she's working with the Democrats a little there. So. Yeah, look, I, I thought I thought she did a great job handling the debate, moderating that debate uh, with the junior varsity players a, a few weeks ago in, in Alabama. But it, it just seemed out of left field that she would attack the president's, co- you know, the former president's cognitive skills, especially when you look at where Joe Biden is right now. Uh, again, I'm just not seeing it, and there's there's a difference between forgetting a name during a speech in front of you know ten twenty thousand people, and then just completely forgetting where you are and you know wandering around on stage somewhere. And Trump certainly has not done that. I think he is as sharp as um, he's ever been, you know, and I think that's what her problem is. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that, Michelle. And and the guys, he gets out there and does a lot of exercising, you know, out on the golf course. You know, he's physically active, and and I think that's a big part of it. So, and who knows, the KFC and the McDonald's that may be the answer to a long, you know, a long life. We the doctors may be mistaken. All right, Michelle. All right. Uh, thanks for calling in, Michelle. Let's go to Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, Sonia is on the line listening to us on WTJS. Hi, Sonia. What say you? I want to say long live Donald Trump. No weapons formed against Donald Trump shall prosper. Because if we don't have a fighter, we will lose the race. So he's your guy, Sonia. He's the man. He is the man. All right. Well, I, you know, again, I, I love that he comes on this program, and uh, he he knows that we're going to ask the questions. I mean, he addressed some of the issues with Ron DeSantis and, of course, Megyn Kelly, uh, and um, and went after Joe Biden. But he's not afraid. He's not afraid to get out there and and handle the, the tough questions. Sonia, good for you, and a great word. That was sort of like a prayer for President Trump, right? Uh, real quick, let's go to Lakeland, Tennessee. Jim listening to us on our flagship station, KWAM in Memphis. Hi, Jim. What's going on? Well, thank you for taking my uh, phone call, Todd. Something that concerns me, they keep talking about how great he's ahead in these polls and everything. And to me, that is kind of telling some people, say, well, he's so far ahead, I don't need to get out there and vote. And that kind of concerns me a little bit, you know? Well, I, there's always reason to be concerned, and I, w- I don't put a lot of stock into the polling, but it does give you some indication of the mood of the country. 
And I, I think people are just disgusted with with where things are right now. And Jim, if you've been down to Kroger to go grocery shopping, you know exactly how bad it's gotten. And and that's really tough for a lot of folks out there. So I'm not oh, su- yeah. I'm not surprised by how well he's doing. At the same time, we have to remind ourselves going into election day. We have in our minds. We have to think. Okay, Trump is down by thirty points. We got to get everybody we know to the polls. I agree, and he's my man, and will be. But the thing is, I just, I just get concerned when they talk about how far ahead he is in these polls, and yeah. some of the people that think, well, my vote don't need my vote. He's so far ahead, and might not get out and vote. That's the only thing I'm concerned about. You know. Every vote is going to matter, every single one. So, Jim, appreciate that thought, and it's it's a good word for people, is you got to make sure you get out there and vote, folks. Folks, don't take anything for granted, nothing at all. Nancy writing in on the Facebook Live, I will never watch Megyn Kelly in anything, and I will never vote for Tricky Nikki. Oh, that's the uh, the nickname, Tricky Nikki. 901-260-5926, our number, 901 901- Two six zero five nine two six. This is the Todd Stern Show. By the way, President Trump was on the PatriotMobile.com newsmaker line. I want to encourage you to go to PatriotMobile.com slash Starns. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Starns and all sorts of great opportunities for you savings and uh, supporting america's only christian conservative wireless carrier and uh, they're doing some incredible work and they have a great wireless cell phone service uh by the way you can keep your phone and your number but if you want a new phone they'll sell you one of those as well patriotmobile.com i said slash darns it's slash todd patriotmobile.com slash todd or give them a call 972 patriot Let's go to the phones. BP is listening to us in South Memphis on KWAM. Hi, BP. What's on your mind? Good morning, Todd. Uh, nice to hear you. I finally got you this time. Yes, sir. Me and my friends and associates now, we sat down and we found a different administration for Trump. And we put we put it for Trump. We are voting for Trump. If the economy was better, he did try with the wall. And I asked my friend to compare it. They said, you're so right. Uh, so we, uh, black people, my association, we're going for President Trump. Is that right? So so a lot of a lot of blacks there in South Memphis uh, going for uh, Trump this, this go-around. And Midtown, too. So my friends and associates. What's we've got about thirty five forty seconds here, BP. What's been the reason why? Why are people making the switch to Donald Trump? Well, we're looking at the difference for the economy, and we are comparing administration. We had a roundtable discussion: Were you better off then or uh, uh, now? And it seems like uh, most of them saying that we were better off when uh, Mr. Trump was in the office. And we have uh, we have ideas and things about these criminals here in the city. Yes, sir. And uh, they come in. We, we got enough criminals and hoodlums here, and then he's got uh, Biden's got the door open so they can still come in. I guess so they can get that Democrat vote. 
Well, BP, I'll say this, and thank you for calling in, and it's great to hear from you. Don't be a stranger, BP. Uh, Give us a call back one of these days. I will say this. I love what Trump had to say about cracking down on crime. And I look, I believe you, PP. He made promises to the black community, and he delivered on those promises. What, 17 18% now supporting the president? Hey, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Stick around, everybody. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. You know Roger Clinton was one major druggie. You know Amy Carter with Castro was huggy. But do you recall the biggest embarrassment of them all? Hunter, the white-nosed addict, had a very coke-filled nose. Oh dear. And when he's telling falsehoods, you might even say it grows. All of the crooked Bidens welcomed Hunter in their fold. They told him that the White House could easily be bought and sold. Then one day, Daddy Joe said to the Ukraine, Fire the guy looking at my son For the billion dollars you'll get none All of the Chinese love him Hear them shouting out with glee Hunter the white-nosed addict Wrote the book on bribery All right, thank you very much there, Jim Gossett, uh, down on the Lido deck. Uh, wow. So Hunter Biden, uh, yeah, over at the, uh, the Capitol today on the steps of the Capitol and standing there in defiance of the Republicans, James Comer and our good buddy Jim Jordan. And Hunter said he is, he is not going to sit down for a deposition, which by the way is different than a uh, testifying before Congress. So the deposition part of all of this is they want to sit down the attorney with the attorneys and they want to get the facts. And then later, during uh, the testimony portion, they want to make sure that all the facts they were able to glean in the deposition are adding up to what, what that person is testifying. In this case, it would be Hunter Biden. So, uh, so both Jordan and Comer were reacting to this. As a matter of fact, I believe we've got some audio from Hunter Biden uh, this is Hunter on the uh, the steps of the Capitol earlier today. Cut twenty five. James Comer, Jim Jordan, Jason Smith, and their colleagues have distorted the facts by cherry picking lines from a bank statement, manipulating texts I sent, editing the testimony of my friends and former business partners, and misstating personal information that was stolen from me. There is no fairness or decency in what these Republicans are doing. They have lied over and over about every aspect of my personal and professional life. So much so 
that their lies have become the false facts believed by too many people. No matter how many times it is debunked, they continue to insist that my father's support of Ukraine against Russia is the result of a non-existent bribe. They displayed naked photos of me during an oversight hearing. And they have taken the light of my dad's love the light of my dad's love for me and presented it as darkness. They have no shame. These same committee chairmen have engaged in unprecedented political interference in what would have already been a five-year investigation of me. Yet, here I am, Mr. Chairman, taking up your offer when you said we can bring these people in for depositions or committee hearings, whichever they choose. Well, I've chosen. I am here to testify at a public hearing today to answer any of the committee's legitimate questions. Republicans do not want an open process where Americans can see their tactics, expose their baseless inquiry, or hear what I have to say. Oh, sorry, that was Hunter. You was sniffing, had a little bit of a white powdery subject. It could have been, it, it could have been he could have had a powdered donut before the hearing. You know, he, he needed a snack to get him through the day. So, look, here's the deal. Uh, these are the rules that were set up by the Democrats, these depositions. So if Hunter's got a problem with that, he needs to take it up with his daddy's party, not the Republicans. So it just seems to me that at this point, the Republicans have no choice. They've got to play hardball here. And and I know when when it comes to playing hardball, the, the Republicans go a little squishy, but ultimately they're gonna have to they're gonna have to hold Hunter in, in contempt. I want to play some back and forth here. This is James Comer, Jim Jordan talking to the press uh, just moments ago, cut eighteen. Of text messages that we've worked very hard on in this committee over the last eight or nine months. Uh, we expect to depose the president's son, and then we will be more than happy to have a public hearing with him. Uh, with that, I'll turn it over to Chairman Jordan. Well, I, I would just echo what the chairman said. You know, we're disappointed that he didn't show up. I mean, he was just across the way at the Capitol. You think he could have come here and sat for questions? You do it in an open format now. You're going to get you're going to get filibusters. You're going to get speeches. You're going to get all kinds of things. Uh, what we want is the facts. And the way you get the facts in every single de- uh, every single investigation I've been involved in is you bring people in for an interview behind closed doors where you can get those facts. And then, as the chairman said, we'd love for him to come public. Finally, I would say this: uh, Mr. Biden's counsel and the White House have both argued that the reason he couldn't come for a deposition was because there wasn't a formal vote for an impeachment inquiry. Well, that's going to happen in a few hours. We think it's going to pass. We think the House of Representatives will go on record with the power that solely resides in the House to say we are in an official impeachment inquiry phase of our oversight. And when that happens, we'll see what their excuse is then. They should have been here today, but once we take that vote, we expect him to come in for a uh, for his interview, for his deposition. 
and frankly, uh, we'll also, I think, look at uh, contempt proceedings as we move forward. With that, we'll take your question. Why not just call his bluff? I mean, he's, he's here. He's obviously not wanting to sit for a deposition. This could be one chance to get to hear from him. Why not just call his bluff and see if he's willing to sit? Because there's a way you do investigations is where you're not. Everyone I've been, been involved with, from clear back to uh, the, the IRS targeting uh, conservatives, to Benghazi, to the impeachment people, everyone, you do it in a way where they come in for private. Uh, this is what the Democrats did. Don Jr. had to testify twice. In, in, a, in a deposition setting, two different committees. But, oh, somehow it doesn't, that doesn't apply to the Biden family? That's not how it works in our country. It's supposed to be equal treatment, the same treatment under the law. Biden, Biden said that when his father had coming? no involvement in his business dealings, period. How do you respond? That's not what Devin Archer said. There was a telephone, uh, phone calls, meetings, dinners, you name it. We know what happened with Burisma in Ukraine in that December 4th through December 9th time frame where Joe Biden goes and leverages conditions that the American tax money on the firing of the prosecutor who was looking in to the executives of the very company Hunter Biden was on the board of. We know those facts. Mr. 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 Remember, Joe Biden said he never met with any of these people or talked to any of these people. That was the narrative before we began this investigation. Now we know he met with and talked to every single one of them. So the president hasn't been honest about his associations with these people who have been wiring millions and millions of dollars to Hunter Biden. And, and the Biden family. Look, I think every American has a simple question. What did the Bidens do to receive the tens of millions of dollars from our enemies around the world? That's a simple question. But Chairman Comer, do you acknowledge that you haven't answered that question and that you found no evidence of wrongdoing or criminal conduct? We found some very serious evidence that uh, but you look Joe at... No, 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 no. The checks. There's two checks to Joe Biden Those from his brother that repayments. the money to give Joe Biden... Was through influence peddling. One was through Those the American. No, 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 you have to question. No, 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 listen. listen. Loan repayments no. that Who's we the loan reporter at? Where are the. We've look, showed you the loan documents. That is. You don't you understand loan documents, I do. Okay? If, if I wrote you, if you pay me back $240,000 for a loan repayment. I should have a check going so to you for 240000 Joe Biden's attorneys of inventing... The, the, the law firm that represented of, all the shell companies. That, that represented all the shell companies. All right, they, enough of this. Do we know who the lady reporter is, the reporterette, who's uh, apparently she's acting as if she's uh, the defense counsel for Hunter Biden? So, look, here's here's what needs to happen. It's, this is not going to happen, but here's what needs to happen. They need to send the sergeant-at-arms, and they need to haul his butt, talking about Hunter Biden's, into Congress. And if it's in handcuffs, it's in handcuffs. But it's time to start playing hardball. Look what they're doing to Donald Trump for crying out loud. And Donald Trump's done nothing wrong. And by the way, I, Hunter Biden talking about how the, uh, the Republicans are making all of this up. We've all seen the naked prostitutes, sir. We, we saw you, unfortunately, butt naked too as well. A lot of us wish we could unsee that, sir. So unless your argument is that this was all photoshopped or AI, then you need to get your butt up to Capitol Hill and testify behind closed doors and then in front of the public. But as Jim Jordan said, there's a process to all of this, and uh, Hunter's got to follow through on that. Oh, by the way, uh, you folks in Los Angeles, a lot of people may be listening to us stuck in traffic. Looks like you've got a mob of pro-Palestinian protesters, and they've literally shut down the the 110 freeway during rush hour in downtown Los Angeles. Can you imagine the anger there? May I just say this would not happen in Memphis, Tennessee, because the the thugs and the thuggets would shoot you. They would. I mean, sorry, it's, it's a rough neighborhood. What do you want me to say? 
But they wouldn't tolerate people shutting down interstates for that nonsense. Uh, two school buses are trapped in the massive traffic jam as the uh, pro-Palestinian people uh, shut down. the. What, are, what, what do they hope to accomplish here? Besides making a lot of people very angry because they're either late for work or the poor kids are going to probably a school field trip or something. And they're going to be stuck on a school bus all day in the middle of the 110 freeway. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, God made four-wheel drive. I'm just saying. All right, got to take a break. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. Oh, you know, Dieter, I love this song. This is a great, uh, a great Christmas song. One of my favorites. Mm. I'm shocked it hasn't been canceled. To be honest, well, but it's beautiful. Time. Yeah, because I, I'm surprised it has not been rewritten. I'm dreaming of a Caucasian Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they would use Caucasian. Either. To hear, yeah, to eat white bread in the snow. It's shocking because you know Is how they... that all there was to the song? I love that song. <laughs> Dylan had enough. Uh, listen, they've banned a lot of these different songs. You remember the, what, what was it, Santa Baby? Oh, the rape, the date rape song, yes. That one. Mm-hmm. I was listening to that on the way into or work a this baby, morning. Or a baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. Not... I want to sexually assault you. Is that how the song goes? They rewrote it to talk about consent. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. By the way, did you see um, – I'm getting around to why we played that song in just a moment. Uh, there was an incident at the Wolf Chase Galleria, which is the massive mall in Memphis. And uh, they – you know, every na- every uh, Yuletide season, they bring in the choirs, and the children sing the Christmas songs, and the children are very excited, normally in the food court. And so they brought in these carolers, and they were – it was a rap choir. And they actually, instead of singing uh, Christmas carols, they actually wrapped the lyrics to some pretty profane music. We ha- should we pl- do we want to ruin everybody's day oh, by playing this? Did we bleep it? I don't want to. Yes. Okay, oh, well, we bleeped okay. it. All right. You know the FCC; they listen now. Take a listen. All right, this this actually happened at the mall. No, Todd, they're not saying Carol of the Bells. Shake that ass for me, <laughs> hands on your knees. Yeah, that's that, that's what the the Christmas choir was rapping in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. What what struck me as odd about all of this? First of all, it was it was performed in front of a Popeyes fried chicken and biscuit. So, uh, of course, some irony there, I suppose. But hardly anybody was in the mall. Did you notice that? I mean, it's, it's the shopping season. This happened over the weekend. Well, yeah, it's unfair for the national audience that listens to your show. They have to understand the context of the Wolf Chase Mall. It is a war zone. Well, you think Gaza is to- dangerous? Go to this mall. Okay? <laughs> that's why no one's there. But the problem is that's the best, finest mall in all of Memphis. And I don't know what it – well, I do know what the problem is. We can't talk about it on the radio. 
But but we once had this beautiful mall called the Southland Mall, and then the neighborhood changed, and now that mall is a war zone. And then they built another beautiful mall called the Mall of Memphis. It was one of the best malls in America. And then that neighborhood changed, and that mall they literally had to destroy. They like they tore it down to the ground. It's it's a parking lot now. And then they built another mall called the Hickory Hill Mall, and it again was an extravagant, beautiful mall. And the neighborhood changed again and so that mall is now out of business and then there's another beautiful mall called oak court which used to have the only godiva chocolate shop i know this because grandmother starnes was a fan and um that that mall hanging on by a prayer barely the godiva store is gone i think it got (laughs) replaced by i don't know a chicken joint or something popeyes or maybe a chinese restaurant (laughs) So all that, so all that to say, and then they built the Wolf Chase Galleria off Interstate 40, which is this massive complex, and it's turned into, as you said, a war zone. Yeah. So Memphis cannot Memphis cannot accommodate a good a mall. They just can't keep them. I mean, it's somebody can tell me otherwise, but and maybe somebody listening understands what the problem is. Can't keep them all and can't keep a tune because that was some terrible Christmas caroling. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was sad. So why did why did I play White Christmas? I'm going to tell you why. This is coming from Boston City Hall. Uh, they have just announced that there was going to be a holiday party. They don't call them Christmas parties. They call them holiday parties. And uh, there, the, the, the party, though, is only for elected leaders of color. So if you... If you are a white council person, you are not invited to the party. Uh, Boston Mayor Michelle Wu, who is Asian-American, had wanted the party to be exclusively for what they call electeds of color. And unfortunately, they sent the mayor out. They they sent the invitation out to everybody. They didn't mean to do that. They were only going to – they didn't want the white people to know there was going to be a party. So they (laughs) – they said so then they had to apologize but they're still not inviting the white people to the party but what got me that's not the story for me the story is all of these um these blacks and other minority groups they're saying what's the big deal there's nothing to apologize for they say that um they say that there's nothing wrong with having a party just for minorities and they say having a separate but not equal holiday party is actually commendable. So anyway, there will not be a white Christmas in, in Boston. They will not be serving, I don't know, as Howie Carr just wrote on Twitter, they won't be serving white wine and apparently only dark meat chicken. So no white meat chicken served at the non-white Christmas party. Jeez, hello. All right, there you go, folks. Got to take a break. This is the Todd Stern Show. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Let's go to the phone lines. Patty, WSIC in uh, beautiful North Carolina. Hi, Patty. What's on your mind? Todd, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Wow, you just triggered a bunch of atheists, Patty. 
I don't care. You don't even know what's on my lawn. I have Jesus is the reason for the season. I don't care. You know what? These people are nuts. They all belong in a psychiatric house. It's a fair point. It's a fair point you raised, Patty. What's going on? And I want to talk about and I want to talk about the other idiot. The one over there, he's on there, he's on the sidewalk, and you know who's behind him that made me laugh? Was Swalwell. Swalwell is behind him while he's saying all this stuff about the Republicans. It's disgusting what they're doing to me. It's disgusting. Has anybody seen Laptop from Hell? It's a great point, Patty. And by the way, well, I was trying to figure out why was Swalwell there. And, you know, Swalwell had his uh, shenanigans with Fang Fang. Oh, yeah, with the spy. Yeah, yeah with Fang Fang. And I'm wondering if maybe uh, Hunter and Swalwell may have something uh, else in common. Oh, my God. It was just a joke how he, he went up there and he starts, I'm here. I'm ready to go. And then he books in an SUV. They just took off. Well, hmm. bring him back. Arrest him. I, <laughs> Patty, I've, I, I'm with you on this. I don't know. I don't know why they didn't let him out of the Capitol complex. Again, they don't know how to play hardball. They do not know how to play hardball up on Capitol Hill. I mean, I got to give Donald Trump when I heard that interview. And by the way, it was very good. You very good. Both of you. I love, you know, you guys are great. I love you, Todd. And I'm going to tell you something. I love him too, because he's gone through so much and he's, isn't isn't that amazing patty and you're right i'm glad you picked up on that because he the guy is just he is he's there he's in a good mood he's in good spirits and they're trying to destroy this man and his family but he fights every day he's he's the roadrunner they have they have wally coyote chasing this guy but Patty, to you, back to your point, and and by the way, I appreciate you calling in, Patty, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas, you and your great family. To Patty's point, Congress can order the House or Senate sergeant-at-arms to detain or imprison anyone who ignores a congressional subpoena. So why didn't they do it? We're going to be asking, we're going to be talking to Congressman Andy Harris, and um, not that he personally has the power. But we're going to ask why they didn't do that. Maybe he's heard the rumblings. But we need to find out why did why did Comer and Jordan not do that? Why did why did we not order the sergeant in arms to detain Hunter Biden and throw him in jail because he ignored a congressional subpoena? And not only that, Hunter Biden showed up and thumbed his his white nose, his powdery nose at Congress from their own facility. He was literally on the steps of Capitol Hill. And he basically told the Republicans, up yours. And instead of saying, okay, fine, you want to play that way, Hunter? All right, uh, you're under arrest. You have the right to remain silent. But they didn't do it. I, they, they should have done it, but they didn't do it. They should have done it, but they did not do it. All right, folks, um, again, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Now, a lot of people have been making the switch to Newsmax, and uh, the, the numbers are off the charts. Fox News, their ratings are in a free fall. But Newsmax has had to stop their free stream on all of their apps, so many of you may be missing 
uh, their programs like Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, and Greta Van Susteren. So uh, they launched Newsmax Plus, and now more than 175,000 people have signed up for this new platform. Newsmax Plus will let you watch the Newsmax channel on your phone or your home TV, and you're also going to have access to all their other free stuff. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Newsmax Plus also has the best Donald Trump show ever. So get Newsmax Plus today. It will not cost you anything to start. Just go to NewsmaxPlus.com for your free trial. There's no risk. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Speaking of Fox News, Comer um, was doing an interview, and he said that he is actually going to quit uh, Fox and Friends because of Steve Ducey, cut 17. We're waiting for, you know, you need to hear these people trying to connect They're trying to uh, excuse themselves or prove their, their, their innocence. Why, why would Ducey say, if all the work you've done, that you have nothing? Why do you think that is? Well, he's been this. He's had that position from the very beginning. I've quit going on Fox and Friends because of Ducey. You know, I mean, he's the one guy on Fox that's been uh, very critical of the investigation. I have my theory why. We'll talk about that at a later point. But at the end of the day, he's entitled to his opinion. But uh, I don't think the average viewer of Fox News agrees with, with Ducey one bit. Well, there you have it. Oh, that was, believe it or not, uh, that was... Um our good friend Eric Bowling on Newsmax talking about Fox News Channel on Newsmax. Imagine that. Hmm. All right. Oh, uh, Ron DeSantis, can I go back to this story out of um, out of Iowa? So you've got the uh, the governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, and um, she's one of these. Look. She's done a good job thus far, but her handling of this satanic altar that was that was allowed to be erected in the state capitol is beyond me. And so the governor was saying, well, the, the only thing that we need to be doing here in response to the, the satanic altar, she says that the, the best way to address these satanic altars is to have more free speech. So we just need to all come out and bring our Bibles, and we need to pray. We need to pray right here in the Iowa State Capitol because the best remedy, the best the best cure for this kind of stuff is just more free speech. Oh, I see. So what the governor is saying here is that we need more satanic altars in the state capitol. That's what this loon is saying. Now, it just seems to me, if you have a choice here, and I'm not a political operative, I don't run one of these campaign um, agencies the, that, that running, run these campaigns into the ground. I, I, I don't do that. This is sort of the view from the pew. But let's just say you're Governor Kim Reynolds of Iowa, and you've got a choice, and it's a pretty black and white choice. On one side, you can either endorse the devil worshipers, or on the other side, you can embrace the baby Jesus. Seems to me you always want to be on the side of the baby Jesus. Now, that's just me. But now, Ron DeSantis is out there blaming Donald Trump. He was doing a town hall on CNN. Man, I I didn't even know he was doing the town hall. But one of the funny side, uh, just a side note here, 
uh, is that Jake Tamper kept calling him Rod. Rod DeSantis. You should have called him Boots, Jake. I mean, it's, that, that rolls off the tongue a little bit better. So anyway, uh, here's DeSantis um, explaining why the satanic display at the Iowa State Capitol is really not Governor Kim Reynolds' fault. It's actually Donald Trump's fault. Take a listen. Should that display be allowed in the Capitol? So it's interesting. I, I, I heard this, and then I was like, well, how did it get there? Is that even a religion? And lo and behold, the Trump administration gave them approval to be under the IRS as a religion. So that gave them the legal ability to potentially do it. So I don't know what the legislature, what they have, they analyzed it, but it very well may be because of that ruling under Donald Trump that they may have had a legal leg to stand up. My view would be that's, that's not a religion that the founding fathers were trying to create. Um, but I do think that IRS ruling, uh, I was really surprised to see that they did that. All right. So yes and no. So, first of all, it's true that the the Internal Revenue Service signed off on this. But this did not make major headlines um, at the time. After it was done, it did. But there was no lead-up to this. It's not like somebody went to President Trump in the Oval Office and said, hey, we want to honor the Satanist with a 501c3. Nobody did that. Nobody did that at all. So this was, But once it was already done, you can't undo it. So you can't blame President Trump for this, but what you can do is blame the governor of Iowa for standing down. And all she did is invite more of this nonsense into the state capitol. I mean, that's ultimately what she did yesterday. All right, we got to take a break. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us on the uh, Tom Stern's uh, radio show. You see LeBron James causing some big controversy when uh, he refused to even acknowledge the national anthem, went over and sat down on a bench. Uh, happened at the uh, USC Long Beach State basketball game. Our friends over at the Orange County Register were there and uh, captured the whole thing. People really upset about this. But King James is not an American, by the way. He's um, he's on China's payroll, that guy. And he's just like Colin Kaepernick. You know, these guys really, you got to, it's laughable. Here they are making millions, tens of millions of dollars for themselves and their families, all the while taking a cramp on America. I mean, it is what it is, but shame on those guys. All right, um, let's go to the phones here. Victor in Silver Spring, Maryland. Hi, Victor. What's going on? Well, this morning I was listening to Jeff Cooner on a Boston station, and for three hours he talked about this Rasmussen poll that um, the results were. Here's the question they asked. I'm sorry, Victor, where did you hear the interview? On... um, on WRKO in Boston, Jeff this, Cooner, he he talked about this this morning. The right, yeah, and, and we had Trump on. Yeah, we had Trump on our show just a few minutes ago talking about the same poll. Okay, about uh, did so, people cheat or right? Okay, so so what's your point here? Yeah, my point is 
This should bust the whole thing wide open now. Okay. I appreciate it, Victor. Really, you're going to come on to the program. We just had Trump on the show, and you're going to you're going to promote somebody else's radio program? Come on. Come on, guys. I'm not in the mood today. And he, you know, you know everyone, Todd has a naughty or nice list in the in the building. I mean, come on. You know, you un, unbelievable. It's the president. Almost as unbelievable as this story out of the New York Post. A mom is is furious because she said she was forced to pay $70 for her daughter's breakfast cereal at Disney World. $70. So I, um, I've i got a few thoughts on this. First of all, we, we talked about the food quality at Disney World being crapola. But this is what gets me. A travel agent, Caitlin LaBeouf, and her four-year-old ate at Cinderella's Royal Table Resort Restaurant. A friend asked the mother, tell me what your kid got for $70. They were poking fun at the amusement park's prices, and the mother said that the daughter got Frosted Flakes. A bowl of Frosted Flakes, $70. It's called Cinderella's Cereal. What is it, made out of gold? Are there gold flakes in the cereal? Did they they feed the dairy cow gold? So when the when they're milking the cow, little gold flakes come out of the milk. The udder is that. <laughs> this is insane. So here's the thing: who in their right mind pays seventy dollars for a bowl of cereal? Me. I do this. The Lucky Charms, Todd. It actually has real gold in it. But they're magically delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Frosted Flakes at Cinderella's Castle. We used to call that dandruff, by the way. <laughs> I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure that's worth 70 bucks. I don't know. I mean, I guess I would have to taste it for myself. Could we do that? No, we're boycotting. We're boycotting, right? Because I was thinking, could we not take the show to the road? Because I feel like we talk about Disney often, Todd. We go down there and we try it for ourselves. Cinderella's royal table prices are listed on the website. $69 per adult, $42 per child with gratuity included. That means they get crap service, by the way. (laughs) When the gratuity is included, your service is going to be terrible. Mm -hmm. Uh, The breakfast menu has a wide variety of options from the traditional breakfast to caramel, apple stuffed French toast, and Mickey-shaped waffle and more. But the daughter only wanted a bowl of cereal, which was on the menu, but still does not negate the price listings for the world. In other words, it's 70 bucks. It doesn't matter what you order. It's $70. So I guess you can eat as many waffles as you want. Is, that, is this like an all-you-can-eat buffet? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, people are now calling the mother a liar. Why? They say that the whole breakfast is just $42. Okay. $42 for a bowl of, of Fruit Loops or whatever. Well, top, this is on this. The girl sounds like a little spoiled brat because if it's $42 or $70 or $100 to eat as many waffles as you want, but you're just opting out for the raisin brand, that's on the girl. Because we yeah. would eat all of the waffles and pancakes and parfaits. Yeah, but if you're a four-year-old, no. you know, you're four years old. I'm mm. just saying. It's on the mom. The mom should have just dropped her off at McDonald's and gotten her something off the dollar menu. 
You know, I God only knows what they charge for fruity pebbles during that Pride Month thing they do, <laughs> right? $120. <laughs> Bros, can you believe these prices? Mm. What do they call it? Gay days. That's what they call it, gay days. Yes, it's 120 bucks for the fruity pebbles. <laughs> the ho-hos are extra. I, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm in trouble for that. That's going to get me in trouble. But anyway, I, folks, would you pay that much? Let's just say you've got the kids and the wife and the kids, and you're down there and you're sitting down for breakfast. I mean, that's what seventy bucks per person just for breakfast. Forty-two bucks a child. You know what I'm doing? I'm going down to the Piggly Wiggly and I'm getting one of those uh, packs. You know how you have the, the packs of cereal? They're like the single serve packs, and I'm stuffing those, you know, in the wallet, in the pockets, the wife's purse. That's what I'm doing. And then when you are right, you buy one you buy one buffet and then you keep going back for milk, right? And then you just pour the milk into the bowl and uh, then you go back and get somebody else's. I, would you ladies and gentlemen pay $70 $70 for a bowl of cereal? 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We're going to be taking your calls coming up. $70 for cereal. I don't know about that. All right. uh, Hang tight, folks. Hour three coming up. A lot more coming your way right here on the Todd Stearns Radio Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starks. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Big Show. Great to have you with us today. And ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot happening up on Capitol Hill right now, and I want to jump right into that. By the way, our telephone number, if you want to call in, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. So the the big issue of the day is, is probably going to be happening tomorrow, but you've got a lot of work to do between now and and then. We need to be lighting up the phones on Capitol Hill, and here's the reason why. Uh, Right now, House Republicans are poised to join Democrats, and they have reached an agreement that would would pass the National Defense Authorization Act. We're talking about a trillion-dollar bill here to fund the military. But the Democrats, and they do this all the time, it's not like this is uh, some sort of a surprise. But the Democrats have... um, held their ground, and they have refused to budge on some key issues, and the Republicans are in the process of blinking. Now, we need you to call Capitol Hill and tell your elected leaders to vote no on the National Defense Authorization Act. Some of you may be saying, well, Todd, uh, that may mean that our military is not going to be funded. 
No, I don't believe that's going to happen. I don't even think the Democrats would allow that to happen. But if they do, then it's a whole lot better than your tax dollars being used to fund drag shows and abortions and transgender surgeries. So as it now stands, when you you look at this uh, National Defense Authorization Act, it currently allows for abortions at taxpayer expense, transgender surgeries at taxpayer expense, also a number of diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, policies. Uh, Those will also be included and folded in into all of this. So you need to call your members of Congress and say, hey, hold everything here. We need to have a conversation about this. And then I want you to call us back and let us know what your elected leaders have to say about it. We're going to be speaking to some of those throughout the program this hour. Again, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We're going to be talking to Congressman Bob Good in just a little while. He is the brand-new chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, was just elected this week. Also, a little bit later on, we're going to be talking to Congressman Andy Harris out of Maryland, who is also not only a member of the Freedom Caucus, but is also on House Appropriations. But some very disturbing developments coming out of Capitol Hill right now with the Republicans wavering and deciding to surrender, wave the white flag of surrender to to the Democrats. Oh, speaking of that, up in New Hampshire, you've got Chris Sununu, who is the governor of New Hampshire, and uh, Tricky Nikki Haley, and uh, they're in one of the diners, and they're literally asking the Democrats, so they're asking Democrats to help them defeat Donald Trump. I want you to take a listen to Cut 16 here. I'm asking everyone to come out. I, if you're a Republican, a conservative, an independent, conservative, Democrat, I don't care. The fact is we're going to have a record turnout here. And if any, everybody that can vote comes out and votes, there's no doubt Nikki Haley's going to win this thing. So there you go. Uh, you've got the establishment Republicans now calling on Democrats to help them defeat Donald Trump in, um, in New Hampshire. Did you ever imagine you would see such a thing? Well, that has certainly happened. Uh, The other big issue is Hunter Biden. And uh, folks, uh, just a little while ago, Hunter Biden held a press conference in defiance of House Republicans, and he did so on the steps of the Capitol. Hunter Biden is under a congressional subpoena. He is required to come in and sit for a deposition. Hunter Biden refused to do that. And instead of doing the right thing, the Republicans again waved the white flag of surrender. Now, under congressional rules, the House and Senate, Sergeant-at-Arms, have the authority to go out and arrest anybody who defies a congressional subpoena. Hasn't been done in modern American history. But you know what? Uh, We are living in some very uncharted waters right now. And if you don't believe me, just ask Donald Trump. So my question is, why are the Republicans, why do you think the Republicans are, are so are so nervous about all of this. Why is it that the Republicans refuse to step up and do the right thing? Now remember, they've been holding all of these all of these hearings, right? These investigations, and they've been telling us every single day on talk radio, every single night on Newsmax, they've been telling us they've got all the goods. That the evidence is overwhelming that Hunter Biden is a is a very bad man, that Hunter Biden belongs in jail and so does his dad. And so do all these other people. So if 
if they have the goods and if they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Hunter Biden is guilty and so is his daddy and his uncles, if they know all of this, why did the Republicans let Hunter Biden hold that press conference today, thumb his nose at Republicans, and then walk away? Why not just go ahead and arrest the guy? He is in violation of his subpoena. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Congressman Bob Good joins us. He is the new chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. Congressman, congratulations to you, and welcome back to the show. Thank you, Todd. Great to be with you again. Thanks for having me. So, Congressman, a lot of people are very alarmed at uh, what we're finding tucked away in the uh, National Defense Authorization Act. Do you share those concerns, and where are we right now when it comes to uh, whether or not this passes? This is at, this is the fight of the moment, quite frankly. We need to defeat the NDAA. It represents the worst of Washington. It is a colossal failure of leadership, in my view, and a, an, a, an abysmal mistake for us to make to combine it with the FISA surveillance extension without any reauthor, without any reforms that are needed. So we, we passed a good NDAA last summer, back in July. I finally was able to vote for one because it reversed all the harmful Biden, Pelosi, Schumer policies that were weakening our military. You know, things with a climate focus, like converting our military vehicles to electric, LGBTQ policies, transgender funding of surgery for military members, and abortion funding, and all kinds of racist policies, diversity, equity, inclusion, CRT training in our military academies, our military generally, just bad stuff that reflects the values of an administration who's told the military the greatest threat to the country is climate and racism in the military itself. And so we finally had a good NDAA that reverses all that. I was proud to vote for that. And then we're supposed to go in the conference committee, Todd, to negotiate with the Senate version. We know you're not going to get all of everything that you want when you control just one half of one branch. However, the House is the stronger body of the two if we will exert our power because it only takes a simple majority to pass things out of the House where the Senate requires 60 votes and there's only 51 Democrat votes. So you would expect us to get a little better than our share of our priorities. Instead, what happened, instead of having the conference committee go and negotiate where great, courageous, conservative words like Scott Perry were part of that, the outgoing chairman of the Freedom Caucus were part of that negotiating team, they didn't get to do it. There was a backroom deal between what's called the Four Corners, Schumer and McConnell and Johnson and Jeffries, and then we're getting brought to the floor under suspension of the rules. And what that means is it doesn't go through regular order, no ability to make amendments, but to vote it up up or down, and then worse yet, to combine it with the FISA extension of the surveillance unconstitutionally on U.S. citizens, spying on U.S. citizens without the reforms that Andy Biggs from uh, Arizona has led the way with a good reform bill at a judiciary that would bring the necessary reforms to protect U.S. citizens, which is vital and should be preeminent. Instead, they're sticking the two together, trying to, to, to get members to, to say, hey, if you don't uh, extend the FISA surveillance, then we're going to have a terrorist attack. And if you don't extend the NDAA, fund the, or, or reauthorize the NDAA, then you're going you know, to weaken our military. Neither one of those should happen, and neither one of those should take place, and all Republicans should vote against this bill. Now, Congressman, I, I'm curious, who was responsible on the Republican side for, for negotiating all of this? 
Well, that's coming out of the Speaker's office. Everything rises and falls with the leadership of the Speaker. And uh, now, who did he have in that room uh, negotiating on his behalf? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it was him. I don't know if it was someone on his behalf, his team, what have you. But, Todd, what we can't do is operate out of fear. We can't operate out of fear of a government shutdown and then perpetuate or extend uh, the very policies and spending levels that we campaign against and we run against. So we're afraid that... You know, we're, we're afraid that bad policies will expire, so we extend bad policies. And the same thing with the, uh, with the FISA authorization. We're, you know, we're afraid of it will expire, and so we're just going to reauthorize, reauthorize it and extend it without any reforms to protect the U.S. citizens. You know, the American people didn't give us the majority to do this, and so everyone needs to reach out to their representative, their senator, and say to vote against this NDAA uh, reauthorization without the reforms that are in, that Republicans passed and our own version, and we ought not to be reauthorizing FISA without the reforms that are needed to protect our constitutional rights. And, and to your point, and, and I think this is a good point, and, and you're right, uh, you don't control both houses of Congress, so there's give and take. The problem is the Republicans are always doing the giving. The Democrats, even though they don't control That's the right. majority in the House, they still win the day, and, and, and people just get so frustrated with that. And if this is coming out of the speaker's office, you know, ultimately the buck the buck stops with the speaker. So I'm just really stunned that that Speaker Johnson would go down a path like this. And I'm with you. It's time for Republicans to man up and stop being afraid. Yes, we've got to be willing to say no and and endure some temporary discomfort or. Uh, you know, whether it's a government shutdown because we won't extend the the bad policies that are bankrupting and destroying the country, or whether it's, you know, the FISA surveillance, which some of that would continue anyway on the foreign citizens, even if we didn't reauthorize it or extend it without the reforms. But as someone famously said, you know, you shouldn't trade, you know, liberty uh, for safety because you'll end up with neither and you'll deserve neither. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, Congressman Bob Good, new, the new, brand-new chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. Congressman, uh, just a little while ago, we we saw the press conference uh, from Hunter Biden thumbing his nose at, at Republicans. And again, this goes back to finding the courage to do the right thing. I'm tired of the hearings. I'm tired of the investigations. We either have the evidence or we don't at this point. It's been years in the making. So if if they've got the goods on Hunter, I'd like to know why we did not dispatch the sergeant at arms to arrest him in defiance of this of this uh, subpoena. Well, I missed his little stunt today because I was chairing my uh, health, employment, labor, and pension subcommittee hearing, and so I missed the theatrics as you've as you've nobly described them. However, uh, Hunter is not the issue, and yes, you're right; he needs to be held accountable, of course. But uh, it all roads lead to President Biden and his culpability, his corruption, his uh, guilt in terms of being involved with his family's influence peddling schemes. Bribery scheme has been alleged. And uh, while it's, it's, we don't have uh, law enforcement capacity out of the House, you know, we go to the Department of Injustice, which obviously doesn't show any interest in holding this administration accountable. And we can make criminal referrals, but those go to the Mark, uh, Merrick Garland, again, the head of the Department of Injustice. And so, uh, but what we can do is expose this to the American people, and we can move forward with this uh, impeachment inquiry. I'm glad that Speaker Johnson is bringing the impeachment inquiry for a vote. 
Uh, I certainly support impeaching this president for the border invasion, but where well, we don't need any more investigation, but I also support impeaching him uh, or, or pursuing impeachment, I should say, based on the mountain of evidence that indicates uh, that he, uh, he has culpability with respect to his son's business, foreign oh. business dealings. All right. Real quick, before we let you go, I want to go back to the NDAA. Do, do the Republicans have the votes to stop this in, in the House? I fear it's going to pass, Todd. That's why it's important for everybody to reach out to their electorate representative and say, don't support this, because it'll take it'll take it has to pass with a two thirds vote because it's a suspension of the rules. That means with a full House, you'd have 290 to 145 would be a two thirds vote. So we're, I, I think there will be some Democrat votes against it for different reasons. Uh, so we're, but we're going to probably need about half of the Republicans to vote against it. And I'm not sure we can get there. All right. Uh, good stuff. Well, Congressman, again, congratulations for the new leadership role, and we certainly appreciate you coming on the program. We'll have you back quite a bit uh, in the coming months. Thank you, Todd. Great to be with you. All right. Uh, there you go, Congressman Bob Good, giving us the lay of the land. And, uh, folks, it's going to take a Herculean effort here to get the Republicans to do the right thing. But the idea that this came from the Speaker of the House's, the Speaker himself, the Speaker's office is behind this this failed negotiation. Uh, folks, that is incredibly, incredibly troubling. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to the phone lines. But as you heard the congressman, uh, the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, you need to be calling your elected leader. Do not assume that they're going to be voting against this, and you need to give them a good piece of your mind. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Happy to have you with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Angie in Gainesville, Georgia, listening to us on WDUN. Angie, what's on your mind today? <laughs> Hello, Angie. Yes, Todd. Hey, All right, let's put question. Angie. Let's put Angie on hold and get that worked out if we could, guys. Uh, let's go to Arizona. Shan is on the line. Hi, Shan. What say you? Hey, how are you? Good I'm, to talk to you. Thank you. So what I have to say, you're welcome. What I have to say is I've been watching this for 20 years, this, this, this ramp up of this insanity. So my contention is the reason the public Republicans are certain Republicans, it's not all Republicans, certain Republicans are not taking action against the insurmountable amount of circumstantial and some direct evidence of corruption in our government is they must also be fearing retribution on themselves because they may be guilty of the same thing. That is the only thing or something similar. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. So you think that's the reason why? I think that is part of it. I don't think it's the only reason, but I think that must be part of it. Because a logical person, if it was me, believe me, I'd be in jail by now with all that evidence. There's no way that I would be able to defend myself. I just, you know, what what aggravates me, Shan, is uh, we we have these guys and gals coming on, you know, radio shows like this one, um, and and they they talk the good talk and they 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 say they're going to fight the good fight, but every single time they, they just capitulate. It's just mind boggling. And then they turn it, around and we they want us to trust them again. Absolutely. It doesn't make sense. All right. Um, change needs to happen. 
and uh, my site, RadicalChange.org, outlines the steps that need to take to get rid of the swamp and to, I call it the sandbox principle. You get a a dust box, sorry, not sandbox, dust box. You dump it out and you start over again. All right, Uh, Shan, appreciate that call, and thank you for listening. I think you were able to get your plug in there. Again, we're going to be taking your calls as well. We're coming up on a break here. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. But you need to be calling Capitol Hill today, folks, and giving them a good piece of your mind. Otherwise, they will pass this monstrosity of a National Defense Authorization Act. And you, ladies and gentlemen, will be funding abortion, transgender surgeries, and drag shows. Compliments, in part, of the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, an evangelical Christian who is... um, Wow. Unbelievable. All right. Hang tight, everybody. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Happy to have you with us today. Let's go to the phones. I think we've got a better signal worked out with Angie in Gainesville, Georgia. Hi, Angie, what's going on? Hey, how are you doing, Todd? I just have a really dumb quick question, and I don't know how to answer or get any answers. We are dealing with the state of Georgia, and our, our senators is Hossoff and Warnock, and it's the lesser of the two evils, and they're both evil. So when we try to call our senators to do a vote, they don't hear us. They won't even answer the phone. So how do we fight for this? I've been listening to your show all day, and I'm trying to figure out how to get a hold of our congressman. You know, Brian Kemp is a Republican, and he has turned Georgia upside down. And, you know, you asked the question earlier about what might be going on with Republicans. I I can't answer that as, as far as out of the state of Georgia. But I can tell you that Brian Kemp is the worst Republican governor we've had in the state of Georgia since I've lived here when I moved from Tennessee to Georgia, which I should have never done. So how do I get a hold of Ossoff and Warnock as our senators to fight for what's going on with the Capitol? And a hunter should have been arrested on the spot on the House Senate or wherever he was in the the White House. Angie, part of me, and and I don't want to think like this, but part of me thinks that the Republicans on Capitol Hill are doing all of this, hoping that it hurts Donald Trump. In other words, they want to hold on to their power angle uh, whatever way they can. They don't want Trump back in the White House. And so if it means surrendering to the Democrats, then they're going to do it. But the reality is they've been doing this for decades. I mean, this is really nothing new. Um, it's it's a bit shocking that Speaker Mike Johnson would betray evangelical Christians like he has done, um, according to Congressman Bob Good. That's a bit of a shock, but what are you going to do? Um, look, here's what you need to do, Angie. You need to contact the district offices of your two senators. And you're right, they're flaming Democrats. One of them is a communist, but but they still hear from their constituents. And so I would definitely be reaching out to the district offices the impact you're going to have is with, with your congressman and in the, in the House of Representatives, and, and that's where I think you'll be able to make a bigger impact. 
Okay, so call the congressman of the state of Georgia. <laughs> that that, call call your I congressman, mean, and then I, so so both Osoff and um, uh, the other guy, the communist uh, Warnock, uh, they have district offices as well as their office in Washington D.C. So call the district yes, o- call the district office and, and see He's if you been can. Doing that for three days now, so well since Friday, and they're not answering. And they're not taking our calls, and they're not. And the sad part about this is. I've lived in Georgia for quite a few years, and I don't know when it actually became a swing state, but Ossoff and Warnock stole the, the voting just like it got stolen from Trump. Well, And, you know, for the life of me, I can't figure out how us Georgians are going to make a difference when we have all Democrat, you know, senators and representatives and things like that. It's crazy. Yeah, well, I think we're required by Newsmax to say that the election was not stolen, but uh, I hear you. Shenanigans, shenanigans are shenanigans, Angie, and I appreciate that call. Uh, 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. So I, I want to go back to this um, this presser that Congressman James Comer and uh, Jim Jordan had. Uh, they're reacting to... Hunter Biden's decision to skip today's closed-door deposition, cut number 18. ...of text messages that we've worked very hard on in this committee over the last eight or nine months. Uh, We expect to depose the president's son, and then we will be more than happy to have a public hearing with him. Uh, With that, I'll turn it over to Chairman Jordan. Well, I would just echo what the chairman said. You know, we're disappointed that he didn't show up. I mean, he was just across the way at the Capitol. You think he could have come here and set the question? You're doing it in an open format now. You're going to get you're going to get filibusters. You're going to get speeches. You're going to get all kinds of things. Uh, what we want is the facts. And the way you get the facts in every single de- uh, every single investigation I've been involved in is you bring people in for an interview behind closed doors where you can get those facts. And then, as the chairman said, we'd love for him to come public. Finally, I would say this. Uh, Mr. Biden's counsel and the White House have both argued that the reason he couldn't come for a deposition was because there wasn't a formal vote for an impeachment inquiry. Well, that's going to happen in a few hours. We think it's going to pass. We think the House of Representatives will go on record with the power that solely resides in the House to say we are in an official impeachment inquiry phase of our oversight. And when that happens, we'll see what their excuse is then. They should have been here today, but once we take that vote, we expect him to come in for a uh, for his interview, for his deposition. And frankly, uh, we'll also, I think, look at uh, contempt proceedings as we move forward. With that, we'll take your question. Why not just call his bluff? I mean, he's, he's here. He's obviously not wanting to sit for a deposition. This could be one chance to get to hear from him. Why not just call his bluff and see if he's willing to sit? Because there's a way you do investigations is where you're not. Everyone I've been, been involved with, from clear back to uh, the, the IRS targeting uh, conservatives, to Benghazi, to the impeachment people, everyone, you do it in a way where they come in for private. Uh, this is what the Democrats did. Don Jr. had to testify twice. In, in, a, in a deposition setting, two different committees. But, oh, somehow it doesn't, that doesn't apply to the Biden family? That's not how it works in our country. It's supposed to be equal treatment, the same treatment under the law. Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden said that when his father had coming? no involvement in his business dealings, period. How do you respond? That's not what Devin Archer said. There was telephone, uh, phone calls, meetings, dinners, you name it. We know what happened with Burisma in Ukraine in that December 4th through December 9th time frame where Joe Biden goes and leverages conditions that the American 
tax money on the firing of the prosecutor who was looking in to the executives of the very company Hunter Biden was on the board of. We know those facts. Well, well, you remember, you remember Joe Biden said that. he never met with any of these people or talked to any of these people. That was the narrative before we began this investigation. Now we know he met with and talked to every single one of them. So the president hasn't been honest about his associations with these people who have been wiring millions and millions of dollars to Hunter Biden and, and the Biden family. Look, I think every American has a simple question. What did the Bidens do to receive the tens of millions of dollars from our enemies around the world? That's a simple question. But Jeremy Comer, do you acknowledge that you haven't answered that question and that you found no evidence of wrongdoing or criminal conduct? We found with... some very serious evidence that... Uh, but you look at, no, 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 no. The checks. There's two checks to Joe Biden Those from his brother that the money to give Joe Biden was through influence peddling. One was through Those the American. No, 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 no
my my rep is a guy named Scott, and I love the uh, faux Cajun pronunciation of last name. He ain't Cajun. I'm Cajun. Um, anyhow, um, Scott Desjardins. Um, and my question was pretty straightforward. Why didn't Speaker Johnson um, throw the book at Hunter for his behavior? And uh, I felt like I was in a conversation with Gumby and Pokey. Um, there, there so was you didn't no, get anywhere, Richard, is what you're saying. I I got less than nowhere. Uh, I felt like I was accumulating reverse mileage. <laughs> um, th- there was little interest, and I I understand that these are young kids who are answering the phone, and I'm not trying to give them a bad time because they're up there just doing a job, but. I I said, look, if Scott has any curiosity about where I stand, please, you have my phone number. Give it to him. I'll be glad to talk to him. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure that was duly noted, but I doubt that I'll ever hear anything from him, just like I doubt that anything will ever be done to Hunter for thumbing his nose at everyone and telling us all about how it's all because – his father loves him. Um, please. Um, might have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. So um, that's that's about all I got. I, I found a huge bucket of disinterest when I called. I, I found no curiosity. And, I, and that's, I did and that's unfortunate, I, I, Richard, because your guy is a Republican and uh, we can't afford squishes on the Republican side of the of the aisle. But I appreciate you calling in, Richard, and God bless you, and I hope things are well in Middle Tennessee. Let's go to Gainesville, Georgia. Leon wants to weigh in on Speaker Johnson. Hi, Leon, what you got for us? Well, I'm sorry. I just got in the car, just turned the radio on, and I listened to you every day, but I had just caught the last half of what you was talking about, about Mike Johnson. Uh, and I was just wanting to find out what's going on, what he's done uh, that's going to hurt the evangelical Christians. Uh, sure. Well, I'll explain it real quick for you, Leon. Um, they're, they're voting, and, and this is probably going to happen tomorrow, which is why there's a sense of urgency. Um, but the, the House and the Senate are going to be voting on the National Defense Authorization Act. Uh, there have been a lot of negotiations on the Republican side because of uh, things like abortion, so you would be you would be paying for military abortions. You'd be paying for military transgender surgeries, drag queens uh, in the, drag shows in the military, and um, from a very non-religious standpoint, but it's still very important, um, a massive extension of, of FISA warrants, which would allow the government even more of an opportunity to spy on the the average American. And uh, we just had on the the, the radio show, uh, we had on the new uh, chairman of the House Freedom Caucus who said the buck stops with Speaker Johnson because he was responsible for capitulating in the negotiations. And that's why evangelicals are going to be upset because, as it now stands, we're going to be funding abortions in the military. Okay, so now Mike Johnson is for that. Mike Johnson led the negotiations. That is ridiculous. I mean, uh, totally against what he said when they voted him in, correct? certainly is, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's what I thought. I mean, you know, so 
Yeah, and if all of that goes down, I mean, I'll be very, very disappointed in him, which it won't be the first time I've been disappointed in some of the Republicans and some, not only them, but all the Democrats. But they're just dragging this country down uh, because the Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation, uh, you know, but sin is a reproach to any people. And I'm telling you, if people don't get back to praying and, and doing away with some of this stuff, uh, this country's headed in a bad place. But thank you, Todd. All right, much. Leon. Thank- Appreciate you listening. Thank you for that. Got to take a break here, folks. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Great to have you with us. ToddStearns.com is our website, by the way. ToddStearns.com. And you can watch all three hours of my radio program uncensored. And that's a refreshing thing these days in the media. Uh, An uncensored three-hour radio program. Free of charge, too. So we don't charge you a single penny at ToddStearns.com for our uncensored commentary. Uh, Let's go to the phone lines. Fred in Knoxville, Tennessee. Fred, what's going on? What's on your mind? Man, I appreciate the the second time on your awesome show, man. I uh... The phones are lighting up over there, man. You got we got to have some real stuff going on here. We we can't have any change in this country with people just running rogue in our in our elected offices forever and ever and ever. You know, getting all that super PAC money put in their pocket to get these agendas finished up for everybody. You know, we 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 have to stop the super PAC stuff. But we also have to get a real debate on stage. You know, I'm not hanging my flag with any particular person running for office today, but. You know, if if you're a Trump person, don't don't the other ones have a chance to have a chance to ask the same questions on stage to Trump and Haley and whoever else is left so we can get real data for today on how Trump would handle the situations we have now versus having his agenda of going back and fixing all the stuff that happened to him before he wasn't elected. Sure. Well, Fred, let me answer that question for you, because uh, we had the president of the United States on the first hour of the uh, the program. We had a a deep dive uh, conversation and uh, we were concerned about crime. And uh, the president um, actually talked about about crime and what exactly he would do. Um, I'm not sure that he would get a fair shake um, if um, if he were in a debate situation. I, too, believe that he ought to debate. But the reality is. It's not going to be fair. The, the whole point of the debate would be to go after, to target uh, President Trump and, and to take him down. So I think ultimately that's that's one of the reasons why he has not debated. Fred, hate to do this, but we are super late, uh, and we appreciate your call. And um, uh, we want to thank all of our great radio listeners around the country. Um, I believe we have already dumped out of our Newsmax uh, video segment, but I uh, want to thank all of our great radio listeners around the nation we're going to be adding new stations in places like Houston, Texas, and Amarillo coming up in the new year. That's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll be telling you more about those stations in the coming days. In the meantime, I want to invite you, as always, to go to ToddStarns.com. Lots of information for you there, free of charge and uncensored. And uh, we, um, we appreciate that, and we appreciate our great team here in Memphis putting together all of that great work just for you. Also, don't forget, download that free podcast and newsletter. Again, the newsletter and the podcast 
available for you free of charge. Uh, That's just something nice we like to do for you guys. All right, folks, get out there and you be good, America.